Hello there, newcomer. Welcome to the Life Tips Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here to help you navigate through important situations that affect our everyday lives and provide a roadmap for you to make the best decisions in the future. The fun part is that each topic is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's discover how we can live our best life today. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. It's Nate. Real quickly, before this episode starts, I just want to shout out What's Stopping You by Kelsey Jones. And I also want to shout out Wind Down Wednesdays with Amber and Ashley. So Wind Down Wednesdays with Amber and Ashley, New York. Amazing podcast women. They talk about a variety of different things on their show. And it's really lit. Y'all can definitely you know, relate to what they're talking about and also relate to a lot of things that they go through in their adult life. And then there's the What's Stopping You podcast with Kelsey Jones. Oh, man. Kelsey is such an amazing host and the stories that she shares on her podcast are just truly inspirational. And I have been blessed by it for the last several weeks. I'm hooked. I'm her number one fan. I'm always posting when new episodes are out. And it really is listening to a TED Talk almost. That's what's unique about her podcast. A lot of podcasts have introductions and intro and outro music. She just straight goes in and hosts TED Talks pretty much every month every month or every week just, you know, to, oh my goodness, there's so much more I could say, but I don't want to keep you all waiting for the actual episode. But the What's Stopping You podcast featuring Kelsey Jones, as well as Wind Down Wednesdays with Amber and Ashley, you can find both of those on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course their Anchor websites. So when you get a chance, go check those out. And uh, that's it for this little small segment. Now it's time to go into the episode. Hope you enjoy it. And, you know, give me some feedback. Thanks. Peace. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 3. I'm your host, Nate. All right. So story time real quick. You've heard me mention before that uh, I met one of my closest friends, friends who through a writer's group chat, right? That would be my bestie, uh, fellow writer, public figure, all that jazz. She will be listening to this, so shout out to you, China. Love you. Um, but anyway, the tables have turned now. I went from a writer's group to a podcast group. And so I've joined like three podcast support groups so far. One of them's managed by Anchor themselves, the people who are backing this podcast. And so I've met a host of amazing people so far. Like every day since last week, I've been 
you know, meeting new people and messaging and networking, talking about podcasts, talking about episode counts and all this, all that type of stuff. Some of these people I've gotten to know a little bit better. And the majority of the people I've met in these uh, groups, they've all been from New York, different parts of New York, but still New York. So I'm like, okay, okay, New York. Yes. (laughs) One of the people that I met recently from Anchor's podcast support group, and I believe we met in another podcast support group that wasn't Anchor, but still, got her with me right now on the podcast. I gave her a shout out in last week's episode, but it was completely unexpected that I would have her appear on the podcast today, but what do you know? God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? So everybody, welcome for the first time, entrepreneur, fellow podcaster, model, influencer, CEO, creative director of her own brand, Kendra D from the Kendra D Experience. Hello. Hey. Hello. Oh, it's so great to have you on board today. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited. You're welcome. (laughs) So the first thing we all want to know because of the current situation that we're going through is how are you doing right now? How's COVID quarantine treating you? And, you know, yeah, what's going on right now? Um, I'm doing good, actually, Um, just like everyone else, just Social distancing, staying in the house, staying out of the way, washing my hands, <laughs> keeping them out of my face and out of my mouth. Um, but no, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, just trying to find different ways to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was affected by a furlough. So mm-hmm. um, recently mm-hmm. I was furloughed on my, in my role at my job. So I've had all this extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of still trying to maintain a social presence. So mm-hmm. everyone's using social media heavily now. So mm-hmm. I started um, recording some quarantine conversation episodes for the Kendra D Experience, which is my podcast. So I started doing that, which keeps me busy. Um, and then just kind of focusing on my business that I'm cultivating right now. So um, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm happy to be able to actually have something to do to keep me mm-hmm. productive and mm-hmm. keep your mind kind of going. And so, um, you know, as long as I have, just keep my mind moving. I think that helps me a lot with having to stay inside and stay safe. But also, I want to be inside anyway. I <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be inside anyway. I want to really, I don't want to run into anything. But um, just trying to stay positive and stay productive mm-hmm. and um, stay in contact with my friends and mm-hmm. just continue to pray and hope for the best. Um, I know we'll, we'll all be able to kind of go out soon, but I think right now the focus is, it should be, you know, mm-hmm. staying safe right. and, you know, taking care of your family and loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. We're all about a couple of, you know, ways through this and it'll be over soon. So don't worry, everybody. We, we'll be able to go outside again soon. Life will go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. Um, We'll gradually get back to the way things were before. I've yeah. heard, you know, sports and concerts and stuff like that uh, might not come back for a little bit longer because you know, connections I have out in the 
uh, out in the Carolinas, uh, especially the LA area. So yeah. I am definitely thinking of all my fellow pub- public figures with verified yeah. Twitter accounts out yeah. in the LA area who uh, their whole livelihood is based around what yeah. they do. And um, so, yeah, speaking of public figures with verified Twitter accounts, um, Kendra and I kind of bond on that a little bit. But I'm going to let her tell you about herself a little bit, where she's, you know, where she's from, you know, graduated, all that jazz, um, and even like where she wants to go in the future. But yeah, just know that. We bonded on that, and uh, we're going to both be, you know, somewhere in Hollywood one day, you know, talking to our <laughs> millions of followers with, you know, what we've got going on. So, anyway, tell tell everybody what what's up with you, you know, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll actually get into it. Okay. Well, hi. <laughs> I'm Kendra D. Um, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, which is very, very rare to be from here, like all the people that are here are not from here. Like mm-hmm. Charlotte, North Carolina is like a melting pot of so many just different people. But I'm from North Carolina, from Charlotte, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Um, where did I go to college? Phil say I'm from where I go to college. Phil was at university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to the Broncos. Went to college there. Mm-hmm. Um, completed my bachelor's of science degree in psychology. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. and then. Oh, with a minor in English. <laughs> Let's not forget that with a minor in English. Um, and then I just from there was you know working for normal nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, always had a desire or a passion or an interest um, in radio. That was my thing. I wanted mm-hmm. to initially wow. be a radio host. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Um, but when I was younger, I was a lot more shy, more mm-hmm. timid. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, maybe that's just my imagination. I don't know. Maybe I really don't want to do that because you really can't be, you can't, I know better now, but mm-hmm. back then my mind just couldn't fathom how you could be an introvert or, or shy and still be in entertainment or, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So I started to kind of second guess myself. So I didn't really pursue it. Um, plus when I went to college, my school at the time that I went didn't have a um, an accredited communications program. So that just kind of stopped me in my tracks as well. So I was like, well, go ahead and move forward with something different. <laughs> um, mm. And so that's why I didn't really pursue that in, in school. But the passion, the interest never went away. And mm-hmm. so in 2017 is when I like kind of decided, like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and try to make this radio, you know, career pop off. Because at this point, I'm just kind of not necessarily unhappy, but, you know, I know that I there's something else, there's something more that I want to do mm-hmm. um, with myself. And I just kind of just don't want to be in the, the nine to five, um, which is it's fine. It's great. It's, you know, people love corporate America or whatever you do. Um, if that's what you want to do, that's your passion, that's your interest, you know, you do that. But for me personally, I just knew that, Mm, I don't know if this is going to be something that I would want to do for the rest of my life. And, and mm-hmm. so radio and entertainment has always been something that I wanted to do. It's, it never went away. So in 2017, I was trying to figure out ways where I could like gain the experience, the knowledge, um, and, or, you know, do I need to go back to school to get another degree? Do I have to 
you know, what do I do? How do I figure it out? So for me, um, I decided to go ahead and start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And start a podcast and then start to brand myself as um, a local entertainer. So like started getting into brand influencing and things of that nature. Um, One thing that I figured in my research trying to figure out how to maneuver um, was that a lot of people that have radio shows or shows in general don't necessarily always have technical degrees. Like, yeah, you know, you might have some radio DJs or some radio hosts, some personalities who are seasoned who actually have those technical degrees. Like they mm-hmm. went to school for communications or they went to school to school for audio engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot more recent, a lot of people who have these shows, these radio shows, these TV mm-hmm. shows or entertainment, they don't have that degree, but they right. have experience in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I said, Hmm. Well, if I can, you know, start a YouTube channel um, or a podcast and gain mm-hmm. followers and, and, and then start building a brand and building my personal brand that way, then somebody will notice it maybe. And so mm-hmm. that's what I just where the Kendrick experience um, came from. So I actually launched in 2018. It took me about nine or 10 months to kind of like figure out how I was going to do it, what I was going to do, research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had like a launch event in August of 2018. Um, mm-hmm. So I did that, launched my podcast. Um, it's The podcasting world is kind of, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be. It's something mm-hmm. that you definitely have to be consistent. You just definitely have to be consistent. And so when I started, um, I had every intention of like, oh, you know, I have all these ideas and all these things. Um, and then personal things started to kind of get in the way. So I have a few episodes from 2018. Um, and then I became, started building more and doing more um, last year and started to become more consistent. So mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, that's how the Kendrick D experience came along. And so when I started my podcast, like other little opportunities came along. So I was able to start hosting events. And um, now that I'm co-authoring a book, um, called A Resurrection in Hills, the anthology. Hopefully, it'll come out this summer, but I think we're all still kind of writing our chapters. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's it's a really good, it's going to be a really good book. It's a um, compilation of stories from different women who've, who have, you know, went through a lot of things and kind of overcame them. And so, just pretty much everybody's telling their own story mm-hmm. um, within the chapters. And so, it's going to be compiled into a book. And so wow. hopefully it comes out this summer. I'm really hoping so. We just kind of still getting the groundwork done. Um, so, you know, that came about. I still did a lot of other um, interviews. So before I even really started recording for my own podcast, I had been on several, you know, other podcast mm-hmm. interviews and just kind of started doing local things, trying to get my name out there, just kind of right. trying to build mm-hmm. an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came out with my podcast, like people were like, Oh yeah, I remember that girl, she did this, she did this. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't want to listen. Um, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. how that all came about. Um, and now I'm just still recording and building and um dabbled my little hands in some other things and now I'm a business owner. Um I haven't launched launched yet, but just you know, having a business now and trying to cultivate that and so yeah, my little fingers are just busy. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, you just 
killed off two of my questions because I was originally going to ask you what the Kendra D brand was about, and then I was going to ask about your inspiration behind the experience, yeah. how you got into, how you got into podcasting, yeah. and any tips or advice you had for anyone seeking to start their own podcast or be their um, own. You might as well. I mean, like this is the Life Tips <laughs> podcast, so yeah. Like any advice for people listening, tips on podcasting, starting their own brand, now starting a business, you know, the whole nine yards, because everyone seems to be doing that now with the COVID quarantine still going to affect people's jobs are either on pause or gone. And so everyone seems to be coming out with podcast after podcast or their own business idea, which is great, but it just took a pandemic to birth that out of them. And so now it's like, okay, People are just getting into the creative space with all this free time. So since you have an extensive rap sheet of experience, um, you know, any advice for people listening who might be wanting to get into it? Um, as far as podcast goes, I would say um, just launch and don't be afraid to launch. I think my mistake was, I was so meticulous with launching, um, I, but I was meticulous about the wrong things. Mm. I would say, um, you know, you know, find your audience and build that, but also don't be afraid to launch. Like, go ahead and launch. I mean, you're, you won't build an audience unless you have content um, to build an audience around. So being consistent in creating content and um, not being afraid to go ahead and launch and knowing that, um, yes, it's a saturated market, but mm-hmm. there is something for everyone. Like mm-hmm. some, someone will listen to something like you will touch someone, like you'll be able to, um, there's, there's a story that's for everybody is 7 billion people in the world. <laughs> like, you know, someone will hear you. Um, mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to launch, just go ahead and launch. Um, I would say, do some research as well on what you want your podcast to be about mm-hmm. because that definitely helps in the long run when it comes to like marketing and branding and things of that nature. Um, so you, you cause you do want to talk about things that people w- will want to listen to. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so you kind of do want to be strategic and about, you know, what your podcast is going to be about, um, making sure that you're actually passionate about doing it because I mean, yeah, you can talk about anything, but if you're not passionate and it doesn't come across as authentic, then people are not going to listen. So mm-hmm. just making sure that you do kind of know have a direction as, as to or um, you which are, have a, a good intention about why you're starting the podcast, what it's mm-hmm. going to be about. Um, and something that you're passionate about, something that you can speak to. Um, I'm really passionate about supporting people. Right. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I'm really passionate mm-hmm. about that. So I use my podcast to bring like local business owners, other musicians, artists, like anybody that's really doing, um, you know, trying to brand themselves. Like I, mm. I allow them the space and opportunity to brand themselves on my podcast and also talk mm, about other wonderful. things like issues that are important to black culture, issues that are important to the world. I talk about a lot of those things. And yeah, a lot of other podcasts do, but um for me it's just I don't know, just something that I just feel strongly about. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of people out here, you know, you can talk about 
anything just make sure that you're passionate about it it'll mm. come across in your episodes it'll come across when you talk to people so mm. um i don't know that's just the only advice and i know it sounds kind of like cliche no, it's not, but yeah. that's like the best advice i could give because when i first started my podcast i really didn't i knew a couple people who had podcasts but they they really didn't tell me a lot mm. um and so, yeah, wow. just, yeah, just be able to, yeah, just have, just, just have a direction, especially mm. when I'm on a podcast, just have a direction, mm. um, kind of know what you want to talk about, but just don't be afraid to launch. And, right. and again, mm-hmm. don't let the fact that the, the market is saturated stop you from launching, because yeah. mm-hmm. um, that's another reason why it took me a little while to launch too because I used to always think like dang everyone has podcasts everyone has a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be sound you know repetitive but you worried about the wrong thing like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. it's a a saturated market but it's space for everybody to be able to you know have a place a platform so Mm. yeah I feel you I feel you man now I want to be on the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man! I can't. <laughs> hey, yo. All right. So this is just. This has been great so far. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with more. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. still here awesome sauce so shifting gears for a bit um wanted to dive into the black community specifically the areas of i just picked out of the sky for this uh but <laughs> modeling and uh, modeling and music were the two like m&m features for the black community that i wanted to like touch on two things i'm mm-hmm. sure you're familiar with uh so just about two months ago I found this on YouTube. Tyra Banks was on the Today Show, and she talked mm-hmm. about, you know, how she was trying to bring modeling to the masses. But what really struck me was the beginning of the show, where the the moderators were just saying that how twenty three, but in twenty three years, Tyra launched the Tyra Banks Show and executive produced American America's Next Top Model. She owns her own entertainment company. She's a mom. She's actress. She's educated. And now she's launching another venture, and I'm just like, whoa, Tyra seems to have been killing it for herself and for the black community so far, especially paving the way for black women to get 
into modeling. And so I just wanted to, you know, touch on that for a little bit from your perspective, since, you know, you're into modeling and, um, you know, talk about that for, for a minute. Like, are, are you, obviously you're hip to Tyra. Like, how do you feel about Tyra? And not that she's going to hear this, but, um, like, <laughs> yeah. Talk about mod- how'd you get into modeling and yeah, just, just tell us about that for a minute. So I love Tyra Gaines. Um, Ooh, okay. So, well, <laughs> Prior to Tyra, you had Naomi. Um, And so Naomi Mm -hmm. Campbell was, Mm -hmm. you know, paved the ways for Tyra. But in Tyra's era, Mm -hmm. um, she she was one of the first ones to speak out about models having to be a specific size. She was Mm -hmm. really one of those Mm -hmm. that kind of championed the plus size model. Mm. Um, I think this were maybe I don't I don't know where Ford modeling agency um and how long they've been in existence, but I know like a lot of plus size models model for Ford mm-hmm. um modeling agency. So but Tyra was one of the first ones to really speak about body positivity coming mm-hmm. from a model pre, um, this a is Victoria's pre-Lizzo. Secret model. This is pre and, this is pre Lizzo, everybody. Sorry, not to cut yeah, off, but this pre, is pre Lizzo yeah, guy. <laughs> pre Lizzo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Tyra was one of the one of the first people to really talk about um, and speak out about body positivity coming mm-hmm. from being a Victoria's Secret model, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. the Victoria's Secret models are notoriously to be a, a, a specific mm-hmm. type, you right. know, type thing. Shout out to Victoria's Secret. I like Victoria's. I like Victoria's Secret. But you know, but being coming from coming from that. Speaking mm-hmm. out about body positivity because you know when she had a tire bank show there was an episode where um, tabloids had got a picture of her on the beach or something and the picture was not flattering. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, they weren't. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't a flattering picture. It kind of showed a little thicker version of her, mm-hmm. um, and thicker version came with some cellulite, <laughs> and they highlighted that. And she mm-hmm. kind of spoke out and she pretty much like coined this and it, it it was talked about for a very very long time like kiss my fat ass like that's mm-hmm. what she literally said on her tv show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so um but yeah so tyra i love her i think she's what she you know is trying to exemplify um all shades all shades are beautiful all sizes are beautiful mm-hmm. um so yeah shout out to tyra for kind of spearheading the body positivity movement and in my mind she did um, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. yeah so love to love you Tyler girl <laughs> don't worry we'll make sure she gets a copy of this <laughs> <laughs> um, yes Tyra get Tyra a copy so um and yeah so then of course we drift into the music era, and of course, as we mentioned before, like three times, Tyra was pre-Lizzo, but now Lizzo has popped on the scene in the last two, three years. She's been a huge proponent of the body positivity movement, and even though she's gotten backlash from it, I still support her. She's one of my favorite uh celebs, favorite musicians and artists in the Black community, but this isn't about me. It's about Kendra. What about what about you? Who are some of your favorite celebs, musicians in general, but especially in the black community? Um, yeah. um I do like Lizzo. Um, I like when she what I love most about her, like I listened to her album album, first of all, she's 
kind of genius um mm-hmm. when it comes to like marketing and having mm-hmm. her audience and her music is good um she's not someone necessarily that i listen to all of the time but mm-hmm. i do like her one for because she's a very unique person and she's so unique that people think that she puts on like a show or mm-hmm. she's always like on a show when it's really that's just her personality mm-hmm. um i really love her personality she's just kind of like in your face out there kind of reminds me of a like a lady gaga lady gaga mm-hmm. was kind of like a madonna like you know they just kind of took risks they were very very edgy um over sexualized themselves mm-hmm. um and but not in like a negative way though in, in, right. in a way that it feel, makes them feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, Lizzo just kind of reminds me of that person. Like, she's just in your face, has a big personality. Um, mm-hmm. And she's just like, I'm here. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable. I'm having fun. I'm living my life. And mm-hmm. Yeah, she's dope. I like I like Lizzo. I think she's a dope person. Wow. Wow. Now, if I remember correctly, because... I did my I did all the research, listened to as many podcast episodes as I could before this <laughs> came on. Um, so if I remember, if I remember correctly, um, was it was it Mirza feeling like a feeling like a god? Uh-huh. Did I get that right? Okay, she talked about that a lot in her early podcast episodes, and she yes. is a part of the black community. So I was like, okay, hmm. Um, you t- talk about that for just a brief, quick second, and then also, um, it was, you know, the black man, he- the black man matter, heaviest head episode. Um, did you, would you mind, you know, touching on that for for just a quick second as well? Because oh, sure, that also pertains to the black community, and I know that's one of your passions. Yeah. So, um, Mertson. Shout out. Uh, that's my friend. He's a, actually one of my really, really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to, I've been doing Sean since, I want to say high school. It was either like eighth Ooh. grade year okay. or ninth grade year when we first met. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say high school. So we've been knowing each other since basically high school, like freshman year high school. Whoa. Was always, he's always been like a really, really cool guy. We wrote, mm-hmm. literally rode the same bus. So we lived like in the same area. He lived right off a remount road in Charlotte um, in a neighborhood and I stayed on the same side but like in not the same neighborhood mm-hmm. so we rode mm-hmm. like the same school bus like we've mm-hmm. always been you know always been really really cool but in recent years um, we both just kind of um, got closer um, because we're, we're both very big on like spirituality and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Inner, inner work and so we kind of just we really connect on the fact that we both um, have dealt with like depression and anxiety and so he mm-hmm. talks a lot about that in his music um, and so that we can we kind of just kind of relate um, to one another in that way as well which makes our friendship a lot closer because we, mm-hmm. we, we know we know how each other feel we understand one another so that's my friend and so mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. support him always, he's always um, from what I know did music. I, I remember he used to be on the back of the bus, like rapping and like writing. Ooh. But I didn't know how serious he. I didn't know, you know, how serious right. he was or mm-hmm. how he wanted to, you know, how far he wanted to take. As a matter of fact, it was a lot of all my friends that used to rap in the back of the school bus. I remember Ooh. now. So he'd be like him, mm-hmm. yeah, my friend Darren, um, my godbrother, 
um, his name is Eddie. Like they saw all sit in the back, like rhyme and write. Like Eddie, he has his own now. Think, oh wow, now that I really think about it, like Eddie, he has his own um entertain like entertainment company. Like he does audio wow. and engineering here. It's called Three Sixty. 360 audio something mm. like that um lounge or whatever i give you the information but yeah he does wow. that he has like this uh, cartoon series on youtube that's really popular mm. um and then like sean is a rapper now and you know darren still dabbles in music so i remember all of them all of us would get the back of the bus just, you know they'd be you know rapping and rhyming and so um of course like, when i went to school when i went off to college like of course you know after high school you don't really keep in close contact with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, every now and again, we would talk on social media, but in more recent years, um, we just connected because um, I love music as well. And so we connected on the music thing and he um, caught wind that I was creating, starting a podcast and mm-hmm. I started my podcast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, he's just been a supporter ever since. And so... Mm-hmm. He's just my friend. And so um, his label mate, his name is OG Bay Harris. Mm-hmm. He's a, another rapper as well. He's super, super dope. Um, he was on the um, Black Men's Matter episode, Heavy as the Head. Mm-hmm. And I did that episode in loop of a lot of the police brutality that's been going on mm-hmm. um, that was really popular at that time that still happens now, which right. isn't as televised as it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, but back when it was a really a hot button subject. And so um, OG, he came on, he's a, um, I told him to come on and speak about, you know, his thoughts. He's a pretty, first of all, he's a pretty like level headed guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that though, he has like experience on like a lot of, so he's a black man. He's young, mm-hmm. he's married, he's a father, um, and he's had to, he's, you know, been in the streets, been in the church, been in the, you know, been, just kind of been, been there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just getting it from his perspective, especially him being a rapper as well, like mm-hmm. how that impacts how he raises his kids, like his mentality when it comes to being a black man um, in, in America. And so, just thought it would be a cool episode to do. Um, just kind of paying homage to the black men and um, just kind of wanted to highlight that topic. And so he came on, talked about his music um, and talked about the, the the topic at hand and had a good time. And um, so, yeah, those are actually, that's like one of my favorite episodes. I think I was telling you that's like one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that I did um, with him, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're right about how things definitely are not as publicized as they were before. Mm-hmm. I can still remember the I still remember the Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. you know, situation and how all these years later it's crazy that we remember him for you know for that one day, but then yeah. Zimmerman just pops back up in the news every now and then. He's trending on Twitter. And I'm like, why are we still talking about the dude that shot Trayvon Martin when we should be giving more attention to Trayvon Martin himself and his family because they mattered like a ton more than George. Seriously, like all the offense, all the offense to George Zimmerman. We don't care about you. We really don't. Like it's all about Trayvon and his family, so yeah, you know, just that that one was was one of the uh, situations 
in the black community that stuck with me. Um, yeah. How did you feel about it? Um, it's just really sad that mm-hmm. because a lot of this is going on. First of all, it's nothing new, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it started becoming popular for it to be trending on TV, right. and. I think that with the whole Trayvon Martin situation, which was such an unfortunate situation, um, I think George Zimmerman definitely needed to be punished for, mm-hmm. you know, what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but him just being able to come back up as a topic, like it, it helps him. It really it's creates true. attention that goes him into his family. That's like putting money in their mouth, and it's. But you know, that's always. Mm-hmm. But there's always a, a a little conspiracy to these things. So um, something that happened that's super important, right? And right. then all of a sudden something off kilter will happen to avert everyone's attention to that mm-hmm. that thing. And George Zimmerman is that attention diverter. Like something mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. more important than what he has going on. It's going on. It, it's going on. It needs to be addressed. Like Trump being uh, the president and. I mean, we're damn near going to war. Um, just a lot of crazy things mm-hmm. going on. And then all of a sudden, here goes George Zimmerman. And then all of the attention has been diverted over here. Like, dude, we don't even pay his behind no, no attention. But, yeah. Don't get me started on the Trump presidency from 2016. <laughs> uh, oh, my that man God. is funny. I just laugh at everything he says because he's stupid. He <laughs> so is wrong with him. the most hilarious like, president that we've ever had in in this lifetime. No, he's the most ignorant. And Obama most ignorant. was lo- low key legit hilarious though, and True. a little bit shady. Like <laughs> he would be throwing shots. I'd be like, okay, Obama. We all we miss him. You. Yeah, we we, we all you. miss him and and his wife, yeah. First Lady Michelle. I know. Did you see that um, video he created to endorse Joe Biden? I love the video. It was, you know, wonderful. I will eventually get around to it. I have been, yeah. I have been, you know, a little preoccupied, but I've been catching little snippets. I know he endorsed him, um, okay. and I just am thrilled that he has been vocal about keeping us all indoors, and you know, not really. Yeah trying to bring stuff back to normal until it's safe. Same with right. our, same with our governor. And uh, one more fun fact about the Obamas before we take the last commercial break is that it was Christmas of 2018. And I was really set on getting a book for my mom. And so I walked into the bookstore and I was like, all right, I got to grab a book for my mom before I go to Bath and Body Works to grab something else for another family member. And the first thing that hit my face was Michelle Obama's book. And I'm like, Oh, becoming. Okay. Problem solved. I will buy my mom this book. I did. She couldn't put it. She wasn't able to put it down for a week. And that was literally one of the best purchases Outside of investing in my law firm, that was one of the best purchases I've made in quite some time. Just buying Michelle Obama's book for her. So, oh, yeah. that's so sweet. You're a good son. <laughs> <laughs> but did you read the book? 
Did no, I have not. I've read bits and pieces of it, but I, I've mm. always really wanted to read the book, and I definitely need to sit down and read it. But I haven't yet. But I've mm. heard so many really good things about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read like a lot of reviews about the book, and um, so yeah. As a matter of fact, I was in a book club and we were supposed to read the book and something happened and we didn't read the book, which is why I haven't read the book yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so definitely need to check it out. Well, hey, you never know. You could have the Obamas on the Kendra D experience. You know, that would be like the opportunity of a lifetime. I would pass out mm. and then come back and do the interview and then pass out one more time <laughs> and then come back and do the rest of the interview. That's probably right. how it would go. Like, Don't be so dope. I know. I know. I I don't know about y'all, but I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this. This has been so good so far. Uh, Let's take one more break. Then we'll come back with the rest and really dive into the the tea, if you will, because (laughs) I really want to hit two more subjects that, you know, that will help you all. And I'm sure Kendra has a lot of advice on these last two subjects. But uh, yeah, one more commercial break and then we'll come right back. Need a speaker for your next event? One who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience? You need to call Nate. You can reach him at underscore orator Nate on Instagram, the wise orator on Facebook, or his website, at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is Nate Jones. Now, let's go finish up that episode, shall we? Okay, we're back. Kendra's still here with me. I pressed the button. Yay. Um, <laughs> so these are the last two topics that I wanted to hit and oh man this is going to be this is going to be a great ending I'm sure you guys are going to get a lot from what Kendra is you know has to say learn some things so Eleanor Roosevelt once said this regarding friendship she said many will Walk many people, excuse me, let me get this quote right. Many people will walk in and out of your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart. And so, one of the things that sets Kendra apart as a podcast host specifically is her willingness to be authentic and vulnerable in her podcast. Again, like I told y'all, I did my research in her podcast, she (laughs) talks about subjects like you know, race. Black culture, love, relationships, parenthood, friendships, business, etc. From a friendship standpoint, um, how do you feel about that? As far as just you know, true friends staying in your heart. What advice would you have for those listening who, you know, maybe struggling with um, their friendships or just you know wondering about you know what the state of their relationships are with people, especially now in this pandemic considering Tia Mori recently just said that this pandemic is revealing to us who your true who your true friends really are oh, oh, oh I see your I see your face go ahead mm-hmm. talk about it don't worry Tia's not gonna hear this so you know <laughs> go ahead. um how I feel about well 
when I was younger, I used mm-hmm. to feel like the more friends, like the more people you had around you, like the more quote air quotes friends you had around mm-hmm. you, it made you just mm-hmm. you know the the better. But as you get older, you start to realize that quality doesn't always equate quantity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And so when it comes to friendships, like I tend to compartmentalize people because I really mm-hmm. only have a few people that align with what I can call as a friend. So when I, I tell people, when mm-hmm. you think about friendship, make sure the first thing is to make sure like you're aligning with somebody whose idea of friendship is in alignment with yours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because everyone's idea of friendship is different. For instance, for me, I don't have to talk to my friends every single day, although we mm-hmm. do talk daily, mm-hmm. but I don't have to talk to them daily. If right. I were to go mm-hmm. a week, a couple weeks or so or something like that without talking to one of my friends, I wouldn't find an issue with that. People mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. different things that go on in their lives. They have different responsibilities, different priorities. And just because someone doesn't talk to you for a little while doesn't necessarily mean that they're not thinking about you that. You know, they don't care about you. They don't love you. Maybe something happened. They can't necessarily explain right now or they're going through a certain time or I don't know. But make sure that your view of friendship or your definition of friendship is in alignment with how this other person feels because people don't talk about friendship hurt. They mm-hmm, always talk about mm-hmm. relationship hurt. Right. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just because just like we have love languages for relationships, you have mm-hmm. love languages too and friendships. Like right, you know your exactly. friends' love languages mm-hmm. as well. So if your view of friendship isn't in alignment with with each other, that can make you feel like this person isn't a good friend. Mm-hmm. When in actuality it's just your view of friendship is different. Mm-hmm. So number one, just make sure you're aligning with people who, you know, have the same um outlook on what friendship is to you mm-hmm. um secondly um i i look at friendship the way i look at family me personally mm-hmm. like all of my friends mm-hmm. i consider them family mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so with my friends and my family i'm able i can tell them anything mm-hmm. um i can tell them anything, i can trust them i trust all of my friends like literally with my life like i know mm-hmm. that wow. if it came down to it like they would they would attempt to save my life i know this right. mm-hmm. um um, loyalty is very important to me when they're in friendship. So, also when it comes to being friends, not only aligning yourself with people who have the same outlook as of friendship as you do, but who share the same core values as you do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like friendship. It's kind. It's like being in a relationship. Honestly, like the same things you would do and look out for for your relationship, like you would do for your friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I tend to compartmentalize because honestly, like my true friends. Um, it's only a few people in the world that know everything about me, right. and because mm-hmm. I'm such an open person, mm-hmm. um, my friends know everything about me. Right. And they also mm-hmm. understand me. Mm-hmm. Um, be be with people, choose people who are your friends who understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. if you have people that are around you that misunderstand you, you can misinterpret a lot of things in that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So be around people that understand you mm-hmm. um be around people who have your best in- interest at heart mm-hmm. like people who actually care for you right. and that can come across in many different ways mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know my friends can check me when i'm wrong like girl you know that was wrong like you know 
you didn't need to do like that's right. a real friend like like yes. your family mm-hmm. like your mom to see like uh uh-uh, that was wrong like your friend should be able to come to you um lovingly of course mm-hmm. but come to you in a way you know be like friend that was wrong that wasn't even right they should be able to chastise you that's love mm, yes. love is chastisement right. sometimes right. um and so I tend to compartmentalize. Like I have a people think I have a lot of friends and mm. I think they think that because I know a lot of people. Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people doesn't necessarily mean that they're all my friends. Mm. All of my Facts. close friends I have been friends with for a very long periods of time. Facts. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think that time frame equates friendship either. But it's just in my case, Mm -hmm. all of my friends have been long long term friends. Mm -hmm. But I don't Mm -hmm. think I don't think time frame of you knowing somebody equates loyalty or friendship either. It it does not. It's just mine happens to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like you know, shoot, just like you would look for somebody. Like how you would view somebody in a, in in relationships, like you would view the same way as a friend. Like those same things you would look out for, you you would look out for that in in a friend as well. And so I take friendship really seriously, and well, all relationships really serious. I mean, um, so yeah, that's just my view <laughs> on friendships. <laughs> Ooh, y'all, it's just getting. Good. She is preaching. Come through, Minister Kendra. Yes. That's funny. Mm. That minister. <laughs> I am not a minister, guys. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, who knows? Could be a call. I'm just kidding. Um, but she touched on something else that was really going to be the next. You are ahead of the curve. Are you reading my notes? Relationship, <laughs> relationships, y'all. That was the second thing. The second big thing I was going to talk about. Uh, because obviously, you know, here on this podcast, those are the top two, you know, things as far as pieces of advice that I try to work on with you all every day. Outside, you know, there's there's other topics depending upon, you know, who which guest is on, but specifically, oh my goodness, like these are the most important topics like in this lifetime because that's it. Like you have your friend, that's the only people you have outside of certain fa- like certain family members once you're in a certain situation you know once the main people you know fa- parents you know they're once okay. they're gone that's it yeah. you just have your siblings extended family and friends right. especially yeah. when you're out here but specifically relationships uh, everyone you meet uh, comes with baggage find someone who loves you enough to help you unpack. Oh my goodness. I found that quote on Google. That was one of the most powerful relationship quotes I ever laid my eyes on. I got to read this again. It says, quote, everyone you meet comes with baggage. Find someone who loves you enough to help you unpack. It's the, it's like a, it's the analogy of unpacking a suitcase pretty much. And so that's kind of what was so powerful to me when it came to this. I'm just like, okay, um, what's a good example of, you know, someone helping another person unpack baggage. And so I was looking in the Bible. Obviously, y'all know this. I'm a believer. Love Jesus. Kendra does too. Um, Side note, but we'll get to that later. Um, Ruth and Boaz from the Bible. Ruth's baggage essentially was that she had been stripped of her husband, was homeless with her mother-in-law, and Boaz 
somehow, I'm just kidding, by the grace of God, Boaz was able to see past that because he loved her so much. And I personally believe that his faith in God helped give him confidence that he could be the man she needed, even though he pretty much was. And so, but I say all that to say there's no perfect couple, but there is a perfect God. And so if we're specifically talking about God-fearing dating relationships, so long as the two individuals adore Christ and keep him at the center of their relationship while they're dating each other, then anything is possible, even if one or both have been broken before. So what's your take on dating relationships? You know, I know you gave your take on friendships. What's your take on dating relationships? Got any advice for the singles out here <laughs> who are listening? Um, oh, speak from the heart. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say anything. Um, go ahead. No, well, go ahead. Good. I've been single, so. <laughs> um, so but, well, going back to the quote, um, love the quote, by the way, and I do agree with it. I think people take it out of context, though. Mm-hmm. So in the quote, um, it says, um, everyone has baggage. Mm-hmm. with someone who will help you unpack. The key mm-hmm. word is help. Ooh. My God. Unpack. I think that in relationships, especially for women, I'll speak from a woman's perspective oh, because I'm not a man. Go ahead. Um, so especially for women, um, including myself, we have been hurt, scorned, um, not only by the opposite sex, but mm-hmm. from family members, childhood, you know, mm-hmm. just life experiences itself. Um, and sometimes that could create um, things in your life that that kind of keep you back from having like really good, healthy relationships. Mm. So when you have things that happen to you that are hurtful, sometimes we put up guards and yeah. we become bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we become distrusting of people. Um, we tend to have insecurities on top of that and and, mm-hmm. and then it's just a, a a pile of things that could you could bring to another relationship. So let's just say two people come and this one person has all of this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And then the other person comes and yeah they may have some things that they have to work on or that they've mm-hmm. been working on, but they're pretty much whole. Right. This mm-hmm. person with all this extra stuff comes with an expectation that someone is to get the get this these bags off of them mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. when i came you already had the bags mm-hmm. it was not my responsibility to take them from you right. now if i'm a man and i'm a gentleman if a man see a woman walking down the street with a lot of bags or one of steps a whole bunch of bags mm-hmm. eight times out of ten a man's going to ask her do you need a do you need assistance you right know? yeah it's okay to have someone help you but it's not okay for you to make it their responsibility if that's toxic mm, yeah mm-hmm. when you go into relationships i think that people have this idea that they're their mate completes them and, and their mate is supposed mm. to help them get People individually, we already have a lot of things going on individually. And then mm-hmm. when you try to be with someone to come together, if you have too much stuff going on individually, you can't bring two, two, two people together. There's too much going on individually. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like people should most definitely, and I'm not saying that 
you won't have issues, you won't have baggage, right. you won't have mm-hmm. situations that arise. But I feel like as people, we should try to be as whole as possible walking into mm-hmm. a situation mm-hmm. if you're looking for something serious because it takes so much more time out of the relationship, out of getting to know somebody, mm-hmm. helping someone unpack all this stuff, then being able to come together and focus on, okay, yeah, let's focus on building and then, oh, okay, here's a sore spot. Yeah, let's work on this real quick. Like, like, mm-hmm. what, this came up in the midst of our relationship. What mm-hmm. happened here? Like, let's fix this. Um, you focus on fixing everything that hey, they have going on, trying to unpack stuff. People get, you know, you don't want to drain someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying to totally avoid somebody like, oh, no, he can't have baggage. She can't have baggage. That's mm-hmm. impossible. We all want to have some type of. Right. But it, it's, it's your sole responsibility to make sure that you are healed. Yes. That you mm-hmm. are whole. And so I agree with the quote. But I just feel like a lot of times, especially as women, because we've been hurt so much, mm-hmm. we want a man to come and prove, so like prove, prove, like, yeah, I need, need proof. But mm-hmm. we forget that people are human and human beings cannot totally, you'll always be disappointed if the expectation is for someone else to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all human and, and we don't have the capacity to make everybody happy all the time. And so if you don't have your own self-fulfillment, then, you know, you will be looking toward someone else to help to do that for you. And that just puts a lot of pressure and strain on a person um, to be your happiness, to help you to take your baggage off of you. It's, it's too much. So I think that my advice is, and I'm taking my own advice as of recently, mm-hmm. is to try to be the best person I can be for my significant other so that when they do come, um, I can receive them and we can be in alignment with each other um, and we'll be more equipped to deal with someone else because if you have all this baggage and hurt and everything just scars you, it's not healthy for a relationship. you got to be in a, in a situation where you can weather some storms that'll come when when you're talking about relationships, especially if you're mm-hmm. talking about marriage. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you definitely need to be a whole person. I, I feel before you're, you're trying to accept someone else in your life. And also, you know, consult God because sometimes yes. I've it's seen best. where people yes. who have been in, in situations and have a lot of baggage, they meet someone and this person is is their their is this person helps them achieve their healing or helps them helps to kind of guide them along along their journey. Some people may need that. Um, it it just depends on you know what you need for you. But if if you're, I, I just still think people need to seek inner healing before dealing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Did y'all hear that? She says, "Seek God." Ooh, where's the organ? I need to. I need to run around the room. I, I'm about to start shouting. Organ, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm about to start shouting. She preaching up in here. Okay. Ooh. So I know God is like the best relationship you could possibly have. I just want to put that in there. Like, have a relationship with yeah. Jesus, y'all. Like, please. Um, but yeah. we're almost done. We got one more thing to talk about, and that's actually Kendra. We're bringing it all back to Kendra because she's been the focus of this episode for the whole you know nine yards that we've been doing this <laughs> um so 
ultimately, she's talked about that she wants to go into the entertainment industry, radio show. She'll still have the podcast. And so tell us, you know, while we as we wrap up, you know, what's up with, you know, what's up with the process? I know you said you started some things. Is there a specific timetable as far as, you know, next couple of years where you want to see yourself could are you thinking of you know going the going the la route and joining tyra banks and the others with the verified accounts and millions of followers and then um where can everybody find you and your podcast and the stuff you're working on if they want to you know get hip to the kendra d experience and have their minds blown and blessed like i have yeah, um, so hopefully I'll be able to uh, pursue a, a content creator um, career full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to say, oh, I just want to be a radio host, but I don't know where, you know, God, the universe mm-hmm. is going to take me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to live it myself. So I'll yes. just say mm-hmm. within the next few years, I do plan on being a content creator full time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be on a TV show, whether that be on a podcast, whether that be a radio show, mm-hmm. um, I do plan to pursue it full time, and hopefully that does come with you know a following because I definitely do want to get into brand influencing, mm-hmm. um, dabble and get some some more modeling, um, get some more practice with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that, and then also being able to work full time um, and mm-hmm. and cultivate mm-hmm. my business for my cosmetic company, and so mm-hmm. want to cultivate that, and hopefully that turns into more than I can ever expect. So, you know, I just be praying over my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so hopefully uh, things turn out how I envision them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I see myself in the next few years being, you know, we're doing me full time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. She said cosmetics company, ladies, y'all need to get help. So speaking of getting hip, where can everybody find are you on social media? Like where do people find you? Yes, I am. You can find me on Instagram at Kendra underscore D brand and it's D E E brand. Um and then I do have a website and that is kendradbrand.com. Um and you'll be able to go to my site. I update it all the time, so you can find everything there. My podcast episodes, if you missed any, um, you can find all the events that, that I'll be attending, hosting, um, mm-hmm. putting on all of that. So anything that's Kendrick related, you can find on my website. Also, merch will be available soon again. Um, so you can find merch there on my website as well, though. Um, and then if you want to listen to my podcast, you can find me on iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, I'm on Spotify, Spreaker, uh, Stitcher, Radio Republic, and I think that all, all of those digital platforms. Um, so, yeah, you can just find me everywhere. Just get Google Kendra D and I'll pop up. <laughs> wow. I Wow. I hope you guys have been I've been blessed for the last week. I hope y'all been blessed just for this one day of listening to Kendra D. Thank you so much for coming on board the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. For Thanks for inviting me. It was the, a good time. You're welcome. All the tips and advice, it was just phenomenal. Um, definitely 
share this with someone if, you know, because I'm sure they're going to need to hear it. But that is the end. We have come to the conclusion, ladies and gentlemen. You can follow Kendra D everywhere that she mentioned. Uh, and of course, continue to follow me here at Life Tips on Twitter at Life Tips Podcast. Tweet me and DM me there if you're interested in engaging. Um, I have my own personal Twitter account. You can follow me at off underscore gen underscore person. And of course, don't forget to continue listening to past episodes online at www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. And uh, please continue to leave ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more, as that helps out tremendously with things continuing to pop and go up. Again, thank you all so much. Thank you, Kendra. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you guys in Episode 8 next Monday. Later.